Hello and welcome. I'm Heidi Albertieri from the Lifestyle Edit. Thank you for joining us for another Rosé Friday where we take the afternoon off to have creative conversations over a cheeky glass of rosé. So go grab your rosé while I introduce you to today's wonderful guest. Hello everyone. Welcome. I'm Heidi Albertieri from the Lifestyle Edit. Thank you for joining us. Whether you're listening via our podcast on Spotify or you're tuning in live on Instagram for Rosé Friday, where we take the afternoon off to have a cheeky glass of rosé over creative conversations, let's um, get into today's guest. We are about to be joined by one of my favourite Instagram people of all time. I've been following her for a very long time. Um, we just are waiting to hear she is. We're about to buzz her in. Now, we're heading west of Sydney about four hours today, outside of Orange, to chat with food writer Sophie Hansen from Local Lovely. Sophie has four cookbooks under her belt. She has written and photographed them all, and she's just launched a new podcast, so we're going to chat to her about that all today. Let's buzz her in. Um, I hope everybody's got their rosé. Um, let's go live with Lo and uh, chat with Sophie. Let's see where she is. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. A few familiar names I can see. Hi. Sophie, are you there? Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Very well. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my I was, pleasure. I hope you can hear and see me okay. We've had all kinds of crazy storms here today, so I was worried about yeah. the um, internet, but I think we should be fine. <laughs> I think um, I, we just had the same thing. We, literally, I just messaged my team about 20 minutes ago saying, we're going under. I don't know if I'm going to make it out <laughs> the other side. So, hang on, just everyone on standby. It's been really crazy, hasn't it? Well, yeah, mum and dad are near Bathurst and they had the tornado whizzing around them yesterday. It's, it's like, what else can they see you throw at us? I think it's just crazy. Anyway. <laughs> but we're here and we have rosé. I believe you're drinking a very special rosé today. Do you want to tell us about it quickly? Yes, this is um, from Printy, who are just down the road from us. They're good friends of ours. The, um, yep. the Snowline Rosé, which is really delicious, and um, all their wines are great. And they're building a new cellar door at the moment, so definitely check them out when you it's, come to Orange. Well, cheers. I haven't been for a while, but I think it's on the cards when we're allowed to travel. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, Happy definitely. Um, someone's just said we can hear you both perfectly, which is fabulous. Thank you, Star PR. Thank you. Okay. Sophie. I'm so excited to actually chat to you. I've been following your Instagram for a really long time and it's so inspiring and just beautiful. So with lockdown, everybody's been in their kitchens, you know, everyone's learning to make sourdough and the things. So we've got about 20 <laughs> yeah. questions for you to deep dive into a few things and hear about more about oh. you and what. Are you ready? Great. Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. But, um, those of you who don't follow or know Sophie, please follow her over at Local Lovely um, on Instagram and then you can go to her website as well for all sorts of goodness. Um, so, Sophie, your Instagram is beautiful. It's filled with recipes, huge community. You've built the most amazing brand for yourself. Tell us how it all started and, and where it came from. How did you do this? Oh, well, thank you for those kind words. Um, 
So it all kind of happened by accident, really. I, I have a background in food journalism. I did journalism at uni and then fell into working in food magazines in my 20s. I worked at ACP for a long time, various titles yeah. there. And then I worked overseas on a food magazine in Italy for a while, which was a dream. And I came back and after a little while, I found that I'd fallen for a farmer of all things. I was at the farmer's market and I met this lovely dear farmer called Tim Hansen. And... Um, yeah, like it all just happened quite quickly. We became engaged. I just like up sticks to move to the country. And, you know, back then, it wasn't even that long ago. It was like 17 years ago. But the idea, I was working for RM Williams Publishing at the time. I was working on Outback Magazine and Hoofs and Horns Magazine. I'm not sure. Country people all know and love Hoofs and Horns Magazine. It's one of those sort of iconic old ones. But um, it just never crossed my mind to think that I could take my job with me when I moved to the country. Like it just wasn't, like now it wouldn't be a question. You just keep working but I yeah. just quit and moved to the farm and you know I've never looked back but I had to kind of recreate my career and find myself a new thing to do and I found some work in marketing for a winery in town which was a great way to meet people but we were doing the farmers markets every weekend with our venison and I was doing um, newsletters for all of our stallholders every week just doing different recipes and I really loved that I really liked putting that together yep. and the frustrated, like I was already, always on editorial in magazines and never in the art department and I always loved that side of it. I was like, really, you're going to lead that, lead with that photo or what about we try this one on the cover? Or So someone suggested that I start um, a blog and I'd never heard of blogs before. I didn't know what they were. Mm -hmm. um, so I Googled it and I discovered this whole world of blogging and I just fell in love and I started posting a lot of the recipes that I was sharing onto our newsletter for the farmer's market there. And also I'd look around me at the market and our friends next door with the apples would be scribbling their nonna's apple cake recipe and giving that to their customers every week and I was like wow it'd be really cool to put all these together into a blog and then that yeah. kind of became an Instagram account and yeah and then it just sort of all kind of evolved from there but I really um I loved blogging and I kind of I have neglected my blog a little bit of late I think as a lot of us have as Instagram has kind of eclipsed yeah. that platform yeah. a little bit but um yeah I just really enjoy bringing the photos and the words together um it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect example of how you, you know, just start something because you love it and then it just evolves and you go with it and it turns into this beautiful thing, isn't it? And isn't it mm. when you just do what you're doing anyway, all that goodness comes in, like, to you? Yeah, I think so. And I, I say this a lot. Like, I feel like if you just consistently show up with good stuff and share content that you are super excited about, you just never know yeah. where it could lead. Like, it can just take you yeah. to all kinds of places. So... Um, yeah. yeah, but I was lucky, I think, because I started when Instagram was new and it was a lot easier to get that, like, organic reach and to really kind of build momentum. Now it's really hard, as we all know. Mm. Yeah. So tell us in the beginning, obviously, where everybody is, we work with clients trying to grow their Instagram every day and, you know, we say to them, it's just not like it was in the beginning. So what was yeah. the secret to your your growth and your success, do you think, on Instagram? Um, yeah, I think um, I think it's such a boring thing to say, but I think like consistency and being persistent. You know, like I just I was blogging, you know, three or four times a week, which was a lot at the beginning, and I was sharing all of that on Instagram. And the other thing I think that I really loved and really helped was doing workshops. So I I could see at that time there were a lot of like food and photography workshops happening all around Australia, but 
you know, I was at home with babies and, you know, four hours away from Sydney and all the rest of it. And often they were quite expensive as well and I couldn't afford to go to them all. So I <laughs> saw a couple of the people who were teaching and I called them and I was like, hey, do you want to do a workshop with me and I'll host it and blah, blah, blah. So I started hosting these photography workshops and my mum, who's an artist, has this beautiful studio not too far away. So we did them there. And um, I really think that was, for me, how I met so many amazing people and, and the beginning of the mm -hmm. community that I feel very... Um, proud to be a part of now you know you met yep. so many not just the teachers but all the people who came really became quite sort of good friends as well so yeah, yeah. just getting out there and making those real life connections I think was a big part of it yeah so let's talk about community because that's a big part of your business and your life by the looks of it and every business I think our, you know our community is it's very important to us as well but what impact has it had on your business by working with community and growing those relationships and, and how do you nurture them? Um, I think, I don't know, like someone said to me once, and I think it's really true, like especially on Instagram, you've got to be spending as much time on other people's feeds as your own. Um, and I think, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, you don't go to a party and stand in the middle of the room and just talk about yourself all night. Like you've got to get out there and mingle and, comment thoughtfully on other people's things and, and I think yeah. just putting that time into really paying attention to what everyone else is doing and supporting yeah. them and sharing their work and you know it's such a cliche but it's so true that whole rising tides lift all boats and I think um, yeah. in the country there's a lot of that I mean I know it's in the city it's just my experience but anyone kind of who's out there doing creative stuff or on Instagram or sharing stuff in, in our sort of regional area it's just like the yeah. crazy amount of community and everyone's sharing each other's work and promoting and um, I find yeah. that, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so, yeah, Oranges. I think it's just about... Sorry? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but Orange is very much on the map now is such a creative hub, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We are so lucky here. Like, we've got, um, obviously, an incredible wine um, community. Yeah. And, you know, we have wine, you have food. And now it's become, I mean, so many people are moving here all the time, amazing artists. and uh, But even, you know, it's no big deal to drive two hours just to put a shoot together and create some fun content with someone. Like, it's kind of just what you do. So um, I think the other thing is just say yes to stuff. Like, if someone calls you out of the blue and says, hey, you know, if you're a if you make clothes, hey, why don't you bring your top to this shoot and I'll do this and you do that and we'll all just pull our stuff and create yep. some beautiful stories and I think that's yeah. really a fun thing to do as well. Just as many kind of connections you can form as possible, I think. Yeah, that's nice. Someone's just said, Sophie is so real in today's crazy world. That's Aww. nice. <laughs> yeah. That's really nice. I just wish you could see the mess that's all around me, but yeah. <laughs> well, it looks good from where I'm sitting. Um, so <laughs> four cookbooks out. You've photographed them. You've written the recipes. Now you have a podcast. Tell us about the podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> And tell us about your books. How does one become, like, how do you write one book, let alone four? Well, um, so the first book um, is, was called Local is Lovely. And that was, gosh, like nine years ago. And it was from my blog. Um, a really lovely man from Hachette Publishing just messaged me, emailed me and said, look, I really like your blog. Have you ever thought about doing a book? And I was like, no, not at all. But, <laughs> yes, I'd love to talk to you about that. And so kind of that that evolved and then, so my first book, which is sadly out of print now, called Local Local is Lovely, um, was very much an extension of the blog. So farmer stories, producer stories and seasonal recipes. And then um, I have one with me. So this one, A Basket by the Door, um, I had had this idea 
kind of floating around my head because when I when we brought home my daughter Alice, um, my first child from hospital, we live you know thirty six kilometers out of town. Someone had actually left a basket of like lamb shanks and rosé and um, flowers by the door, and I was just couldn't believe. I was like, this is the nicest thing ever. Like it's incredible. And so that kind of germ of an idea. I was like, wouldn't it be great to just really celebrate that that giving and that generosity that everybody does, you know, um, and yeah. by putting it into a book. So. Um, I pitched that story to Murdoch Books and it was kind of like a fully formed idea. I just knew what I wanted it to be. Even to the cover, I was yep. really kind of sure of what I wanted. And amazingly, they were like, yeah, we like it. Let's workshop this. And it became a book. Um, and I think, oh, and then this one, um, Ingle Company came out in May this year. So yeah. Basket by the Door is more about like taking food to people and sharing, showing your love to them, you know, by cooking for them. Whereas this one's like, come and sit at my table, let me feed you, let me, you know, love you that yeah. way. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then the last book that I'm actually, it's going to the printers at the moment. I'm doing with my mum. Mum's an artist, and this one's food and art together. So, um, oh. it's been, yeah, I feel like so incredibly privileged that I get to do this um, and learning to take you know photos has been a big part of that because I guess the books that I do we I shoot over a full year like they're all seasonally organized so um, you know I really capture like the winter we the snow and the frosts and then the summer and the dry grass and we shoot a lot of I shoot a lot of my food outside and I just don't know if you could do I mean you could do that with a with a proper photographer but um, the budget would kind of be huge. Yeah. I mean, I think for better or worse, you get what you pay for with me. I'm not the world's best photographer, but I guess as long as you can see the food is nice and clean and clear, yeah. Um, yeah. hopefully that does the job. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And it, they're so beautiful. It makes you want to dive in and, and get in there. Oh. So how, um, what's one recipe we should all have up our sleeves? What is it? What's that one thing that we should all know? How to well, I think, hmm. I actually think it's a really good idea to have like a repertoire, like, you know, three main courses, three desserts that you really kind of feel super confident about. There's a chicken tray bake. Actually, it's the one we're having on the cover of this one. And I call it the yeah. Julie Delpy chicken because, you know, those movies before sunrise, did you ever love them um, back in the day? Yeah. Anyway, I was obsessed. I thought she was so chic. And anyway, this one has Calvados in it, which is why I've decided it's French. And anyway, it's just so easy and delicious. And you just put like mustard and a bit of Calvados and cream and chicken breast uh, with the skin on and the bone in and put it in the oven. And it's so yummy. Yeah. And you really feel like a domestic goddess because you just whip this thing up um, <laughs> in 10 minutes. Um, so things like awesome. that that make you feel good, like that make the cook yeah. feel really proud of themselves and happy. I think that's my kind of comfort food. Yeah. Love that, love that. We're all about food at our house. My husband is Greek, so always ah. he's getting ingredients now for tonight's dinner. So Yum. that's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have on the go. I'm assuming you have children. Do you have children? I think I've seen children in your little Instagram videos that you're doing. Yeah. When you're eating um, and you've got a and there's a child in the background. How do you get <laughs> all these? Like, how do you manage? Um. <laughs> Oh, like smoke and mirrors, really. <laughs> it's just, um, I think, I mean, my kids are a bit older now. So Alice is 14 and Tommy is um, uh, about to be 12. So they're, you know, they're outside now doing stuff. Um, so it's easier now they're older and I don't have to be like eyeballing them all the time. But yeah. um, I guess, you know, I work for myself. So, you, you know, I get up early and I work a bit later sometimes. And the last little while has been tricky with home learning um, and finishing the book and, you know, 
I'm sure we can all relate. Like you, your attention span is being kind of dra dragged in lots of different directions. But um, uh, I, yeah, I'm really lucky. And what I do, I mean, I cook for my family anyway. So often, you know, I'll cook, yeah. I'll shoot, and then we'll have that for dinner or whatever. So um, yeah, it's really, I'm really, really lucky. But everyone always jokes the fridge has always got like things with post-its on it. Like you can't eat this yet. I only have the broken biscuits. Don't touch that. I haven't photographed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so um they, you know it's like water water everywhere but not a drop to drink so often like i'll be yeah. shooting this everywhere there's food and it's like there's toast for dinner um yeah but that's, yeah that's, it, it comes together <laughs> our shoot fridges are like that with post-it notes as well it must be a styling thing because it's like yeah. do not <laughs> eat the food drops for the shoot yeah. um yeah exactly. what's your favorite creating all this stuff you do so you do the photography and you do the writing and then you're obviously working collaborative. What's your favourite part of the process? Um, I think I think it's actually, weirdly enough, it's the editing part. Like it's I'm quietly sitting back at my desk and I'm going through the photos and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to put that recipe header with that and I'm going to bring it all. I think bringing it all together, like it's that storytelling yeah. element I really, really love. Um, and I think that's probably comes from my magazine days. Like I used to love standing. We used to put the, the grid, you know, the, the magazine up on the wall and, and just all stand back and stare and move things around and make sure it was all flowing really well. And I love that part of it. So with my books, yeah. I did the same. I print out contact sheets of all the stories and I move yeah. them around and stick them all on pieces. But I drive the poor amazing designer crazy because I like send her these huge rolls of brown craft paper with things stuck all over them. But um I like to see it all. I'm not good at screens. I like to see it all printed out in front of me. But yeah, I love that no, part I, of the process of bringing it together. Yeah, we're old. Mm. We love to print out as much as it's, you know, not environmentally friendly. But we do love it. it just, I think there's something like reading a book, mm. right? You can't get the same from reading yeah. a blog. But like from flicking the, through the pages of a book and, you know, having pages mm. open, nothing like it. I agree. And I find um, with editing as well, like I have to actually read my manuscripts, yeah. like an actual printout version and make notes because um, yeah. sometimes I just don't see the mistakes if they're on my screen. It's weird. But, yeah, yeah I like to have that that perspective. Yeah, mm. yeah I can yeah. definitely relate to that. Um, explain to everybody at home who's watching who doesn't know you um, about your style and your style of cooking and, you know, and how you developed that. Um, so I just think like seasonal, simple and tasty, really. Like I'm not a chef. I have no training as a chef. Um, I just love cooking. Um, I, I think again, another cliche, but it was when I, I did live in Italy for three years and I worked yeah. for the slow food movement over there, which is all about, um, celebrating food culture and farmers and producers and was amazing. But it was really, um, the time I spent in my friend's families kitchens you know like just watching the care that goes into shopping like I used to tag along with you know the mums and um and watch them at the market and watch them take so much care in buying one tomato or whatever and and the whole process and that Sunday lunch was just a non-negotiable we are all sitting yeah. down we are all having this tasty long lunch nobody's missing today you wouldn't dare and I I really <laughs> love that so I think you know my food is not fancy it's not difficult I want people to feel happy and kind of calm and 
comfortable cooking cooking from my book. So there's no tricks up my sleeve. There's, um, you know, hopefully there's good kind of interesting flavour combos and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, simple and seasonal and really just um, I think when you've got really good ingredients, you just you don't have to do much. You really just keep it as simple as possible and, um, and enjoy it. Like I, to me, the cooking and having people in my kitchen chatting and all that, what, that's as fun as the sitting and the eating sometimes, you know. Um, so, yeah, just keeping it simple and having fun with it, I think. And seasonal, that's the big part. Seasonal, yeah, I agree. And if you buy, so would you say, I don't know if I'm being controversial here, but I buy organic fruits and vegetables because I can get them in season. So would you say that mm -hmm. makes a big difference to the, the outcome of your food? Look, I, I think it can. I mean, I, I don't, we don't buy strictly organic. We just try and yeah. buy as local as we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, if it's in season and if it's local, um, that's good for me. I mean, it's, I, I'm a huge supporter of organic farmers, I think. Organic's great, but it's not always possible for people to get that certification to a certain point, and they might be yeah. growing beautiful stuff From until then. So we have, we're lucky we've got a really amazing farmer's market here in Orange, and, yeah. like, the range of produce you can get is just extra extraordinary. I mean, everyone has yeah. lucky enough to be able to shop at a market, but we can't all do that. So I think that's why if you just sort of try and think, okay, it's the middle of summer, I'm going to go hard on the tomatoes, I'm going to go hard on the cucumbers and the stone fruit or whatever... Um, you can't yeah. go too far wrong, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, 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 good advice. Um, what are three things that are always in your fridge, always? Kimchi. I'm obsessed with kimchi. I love it. I try and make a lot of it. It just kind of goes really yeah. quickly. Um, butter. Everything's better with butter. And, yeah. oh, rosé, wine. <laughs> like good local wine, I think. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's Oh, actually, <laughs> awesome. Um, when we can travel again, you know, where, where, what places are you being drawn to at the moment? Is there somewhere you want to go to? Oh, I really want to go to Tasmania. I went by myself for work in May and I hadn't been before and I was just blown away. Like, it's so beautiful. So I really want to take Tim and the kids back there and do a proper explore, like maybe go you yeah. know, camping up and down the coast or something like that. Um, so, yeah, and I think the food down there and everything that's happening is just extraordinary. So, Tassie, but overseas, I keep, I don't know why it's the algorithm is haunting me, but every time I look at my phone, I see photos of Greece looking just oh, unbelievably yes. beautiful. And then we watched Mamma Mia again the other night as a family, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to get into that clear crystal water. And because we've had such a long, wet, cold winter here, that kind of yeah. idea of sitting in a taverna eating octopus with, like, that as you are saying, just yeah. Anyway, yeah. hopefully one day I'll be there. I've never been to Greece. Oh, mm. either have I. We were meant to be there this year and we couldn't go. But um, if you're into watching things with beautiful Greek scenery, there's a beautiful series I tell everybody um, on the ABC called The Durrells. And I know it. Courses, I love it. Oh, the house, and you would love it because it's all vintage mix matched and paint peeling off the walls, and the utensils in the mm. kitchen. Is so beautiful. We've watched that actually. Because also yeah. My Family and Other Animals is one of my all-time favourite books. I just love that book yeah. by Gerald Durrell. Um, yeah. yeah, so I agree. It's um, it's almost torture though to watch it, I think, at the moment, in the middle of an orange winter. <laughs> yeah, um, so um, what else have we got here? Okay, when you first started writing recipes, can you remember what the very first recipe you wrote was? Well, 
I mean, I used to write the odd recipe um, when I was in magazines and often that would be just like taking a chef recipe and kind of putting it into a format. But for myself, yeah. it's funny, I had my blog um, ready to go for ages. Like I had the template, I'd had a designer help me do like a, you know, beautiful facelift on it and it was ready to go and I was so nervous to press publish. And for like three <laughs> months I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then one day I made pikelets for the for afternoon tea for the kids, um, just yeah. really nice fluffy pikelets with some chopped up peaches and I think it was like caramel sauce or something. And I took a photo and I was like, I like that photo. I'll just share my pikelet recipe. It's so easy. A cup of flour, a cup of um, milk, an egg, you know, and, and I just took it and I pressed publish. And from the minute I did, I was off and running. I just was like, I loved this blogging kind of world. So, yeah, pikelets. Yeah. And, in fact, I looked at that post for the first time, you know, ages. It's, and my kids are so little and, yeah, it's really um, it's a fond memory. But, yeah, not a very auspicious start just to share a pikelet recipe, but it got me going, I guess. So you have to start small, oh, maybe. And, yeah, nothing beats yeah. a good pikelet. Awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you're cooking this weekend. So we have just found ourselves back on lockdown again. We were out and then we went away for a few days down to the snowy mountains and they've gone into lockdown so now we're back in lockdown. So we had all these plans to do fun things with friends and have picnics and um, so we've got our pizza oven going and um, I've got a leg of lamb on the bone, like a shoulder um, bone in, a huge one because we were going to feed other people. So I'm going to cook that tonight and we'll, we'll be eating lamb all weekend, I think. But um, oh yeah, it's so yummy. Not ideal. Um, mm. So tell us podcast before we go. Tell us about what's on. Yeah, so we just launched it today. Like it literally just went live. Oh. It's so exciting. Um, yeah. It's called Something to Eat and Something to Read. And I'm doing it with a friend of mine. She's a psychotherapist and a bibliotherapist. So it's really this idea of never leave the house. You never leave the house without something to eat and something to read. So we have a listener letter and we prescribe a book and a recipe to kind of help with a particular problem. And we talk about favourite books. Because I think we're both a bit obsessed with reading and cooking and reading about cooking. So it's just a really <laughs> lovely, I hope people like it. It's just a conversation really about food and books, which yeah. something we both love. Yeah, so it's just started today. So hopefully people like it. It's, um, it's not you know, going to set the world on fire. Like it's not anything kind of huge and amazing, but it's just really warm and friendly. And if you love food and yeah. books, hopefully you like it. Mm. And where can people listen to that? So it's on Apple um, Podcasts and Spotify. So if they just look something to eat and something to read. And um, I've got yep. the links on my website, on my Instagram as well. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. That's it for, for us, really. Um, amazing. Please follow Sophie <laughs> at Local Lovely. Um, and you can get all the recipes. The Instagram, you're doing live cooking as well. Is that right? You're doing recipes and stuff online as well. Uh, I'm doing like little videos. I'm trying to get better at reels. So I'm trying to do more of those sorts of things. Um, yeah, so there's lots of recipes. And I do like my sourdough. Yeah. There's a tutorial on there as well on my Instagram TV and things like that. So, yeah, I'm trying to not... I, I hated reels at first. I was like, oh, I don't like this, all this pointing business. Um, but I'm trying to find a way to kind of make them work for me. And I like cooking videos. They work for me. So, yeah. Yeah, we've been doing well for the, for the house that we've been renovating. And um, they're so much fun once you get into them and you don't have to be so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> you just find what, yeah, what works yeah. for you, I guess. You yeah, find your yeah. own little style. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've so loved chatting with you.
Oh, it's awesome. So anyone wanting inspiration on what to cook this weekend, <laughs> head to Sophie's website and um, have a long yeah. weekend in lockdown. A happy I know. days. Lots of this is my social interaction for the weekend, so thank you. <laughs> That's as good as it gets for me as well, I'm afraid. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.